Welcome to the next episode of the Casual Pros Podcast. Uh, <laughs> we're already laughing. I don't even know why. Um, I'm Jeff Easterling. This is Rikari Austin. Hello. Um, and we're uh, we're here just hanging out and talking about things. Unfortunately, today is uh, a little bit more of a somber tone than than we uh, normally are, but. I feel like it's something that we can look at in a uh, in a more positive light. We always try to do that uh, as well as is you know much as possible. Um, uh, if it's not super obvious, uh, and and uh, even if you don't follow sports, uh, recently there was a, a news story that kind of shook the the sports world and and greater uh, kind of society in general. Uh, Kobe Bryant who's a, a pretty legendary basketball player. A lot of people consider him one of, if not the best, uh, to ever play. Uh, unfortunately, uh, was killed in a, in a tragic helicopter accident along with his daughter uh, and seven other people. A total of nine people uh, died uh, in that accident. Um, and, uh, man, it was, it was pretty crazy. Uh, so I didn't play much basketball my dad played basketball like up through high school um and I grew up actually watching a lot of basketball in like kind of my earlier days in the NBA and I was always a Lakers fan because my dad was a big Jerry West fan so Lakers were his favorite team and growing up you know we didn't have the Orlando Magic for a while and we were you know in in Florida so there was there was really no rooting interest for basketball for me so I rooted for the Lakers uh, and that was the time during like Magic Johnson, AC Green, James Worthy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Byron showtime. Scott. Yeah, that was, those were the Showtime. Yep. Yeah, so so they had some really great rivalries with like Bird Celtics and Bill Lambeer and Isaiah Thomas on the Pistons, and you know like uh, and and then earlier years with uh, with Jordan and uh, Jordan's Bulls and stuff like that. But so I was I've always kind of just been a Laker fan. So Kobe for me was like I. While I, when he came to the league, I wasn't following basketball as much. It was always kind of like that, oh, man, I love the way he plays. I love, like, the dedication. And I like that he's doing well for the team I usually root for. Now, for you, basketball has been a huge part of your life. So I would yeah. imagine that Kobe's kind of impact, for lack of a better word, is different from your perspective. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, if we go into the history of it... Um I don't remember when I started playing basketball. I want to say I was five or six years old at the most. Yeah. I think my dad just dropped me off at the Boys and Girls Club and said, go have fun. And I was oh, like, all right, there's a ball, there's a hoop. Let's yep. uh, see what happens if we put it in here. Um, but lifelong supersonic fan. Mm-hmm. Um, just That's just being born and raised in Seattle. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. You got to love the home team. Yep. And that's all I knew. Um, again, I don't know when basketball really took over my life. But as far back as I can remember, that's what I was watching. I mean, I think back to my heydays were the early 90s when it was like the NBA on NBC. What was that? Yeah. Round Ball Rock. Yeah. That was the, the, the theme NBA song. Jam. Yeah. The NBA Jam days. Uh, oh, not- <laughs> I remember NBA Jam coming out. Yeah. yeah. Being like, oh, He's shit. Up. <laughs> yeah, Kemp and Peyton, here we go. As a matter of fact, one of the first video games that I owned, I say that I owned because my family, my Brother's 12 years older. He yeah. had an NES console, and he had double dribble. But okay. that, yeah. was, that was the household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, he's 12 years older. Once he was out of the house, the first console that was mine was a Sega Genesis. And um, I got NBA Live 95. Oh, that was back when Live was better than oh, 2K. Yeah. But <laughs> I remember I got it 
actually at a basketball event. The Supersonics were at this pool hall called Jillian's, huh. and they were doing like a charity fundraiser yeah, yeah, yeah. bit. At the time, I think my mom was dating Sam Perkins, who she met the first night that the Sonics lost to the Nuggets in game five, in which they were up 2-0 in the first round as a one seed. First team to ever lose to an eight seed. And there's Dikembe Mutombo on the floor crying uh, with the ball. Yep. I That's when they Mutombo. first started dating. Yep. Anyway, I go to this event because she wants to go see him. She has to pay $75 for me to get in. $75 grants me entry to play um, pool against one of the Sonics. It happened to me, Nate McMillan. Uh, I beat him. <laughs> it was boys and girls club. I was good at pool. Anyway, um, basketball was always around. That was my first game. I, I knew I loved the Sonics back then. I had a chance because of nice hookups yeah. to get into locker rooms. I mean, I, I, I used to walk the court after games, sat courtside, all this stuff. Yeah. So the Sonics were my team. So I preface all of this and I ramble on to say, I hated Kobe. <laughs> yeah. I could not stand Kobe. More so because I could not stand the Pacific Division rival yeah. LA Lakers. Yeah. Who always Brady seemed effect. to be better. Yeah. yeah. Like besides, well, Jordan retired for that, you know, those year and a half or whatever it was, mm-hmm. 94, 95. And the Rockets ended up taking the top spot. But Seattle was the number one team in the NBA. Yeah. I think we were a 60 win team that year. Jeez. Didn't make it to the finals. Um, we did make it to the finals in 90, excuse me, 96 which was Jordan's first oh, so full against year the Bulls, back. right? The 72 and 10 Bulls. The set the best record for an NBA season Bulls. And I wasn't expecting much, and that was the one that Jordan wanted on Father's Day. I wasn't never mad at Chicago, but I think the next yeah. two years, I think we were knocked out by LA. Okay. So Nick Van Exel yeah. was one of them. Couldn't stand him. Jude <laughs> Gary Payton apart. Shot his free throws weird as hell. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think AC Green was still problem. there. Or, yeah, he was, he was a, a bit older. Um, I just hated the Lakers. Yeah. I hated the Lakers, but it was fun to hate because they were a rival. Yeah, for sure. And they, they were good. So Kobe and The Lakers me, have a, a, a similar mystique like a Yankees or a Red Sox or something like that, kind of in the yeah. NBA for because they've had good teams for a long time. Well, it too. wasn't necessarily that. Like, I've never felt any angst for Boston or Chicago. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, but... I think because we had to see them four times per year yes, yeah. and they were responsible for a couple of early exits for the playoffs yep. after I was used to something close to greatness. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Kobe was an interesting one to me because I just knew him as a Laker. Yeah. I didn't care about him talking mess. I knew he was good. But I was yeah. like, ah, shut all that up. It wasn't until later that the conversation shifted into a greatest of all time argument yeah. and growing up with Jordan, like, well, your career has boy. to go on for a little while even before you start having those yeah, conversations so, anyway. So to me, he was just, <laughs> he was a Sonic killer. <laughs> um, I like, I knew, you know, the Sonics left in 2008. So up until that point, I think I had about 10 years of Kobe. And I just knew whenever he was coming to Seattle, like that we were getting ready to hold an L. Yeah. If it was huh. 2000 to 2004, Shaq is in there and I'm like, oh, well, here we go. Yeah. Well, we're not winning this game. And Seattle didn't win many games for long after that. Yeah. I mean, we... We had a few playoff runs and whatnot. You had that red trim to the uniforms. That's the worst. Kobe just meant an <laughs> L. Like, yeah, I just knew. All right, he's gonna get his twenty-five to thirty-five points. And so give when us the did business. when did he come to represent something different? Then was it points in his career, or was it differences in your perspective, getting older, and then you know looking back on it post humulously. 
I hate to yeah. say that, yeah. but it wasn't until his death that I realized huh. how much he meant because I think everything that I noticed was under the guise of normal life. Yeah, yeah. And at least normal athletic life. Like yeah. seeing him with his daughter. Yeah. I didn't think anything of it then because that's just what you do. Yeah. I didn't take notice of how well he was doing and it. And you also don't put a time clock on it then. Yeah. You don't look at it as like, oh, this is the last time. What happened? It's like, oh, yeah, he's retired. He's now he retired. gets to spend time with his family. Oh, my God. Okay. Lucky him. Yeah. He yeah. busted his ass to be able to say, yeah, I'm going to hang with my daughters. I mean, yeah. he took an entire team of girls who had never played basketball and said, we want to do this. Yeah. And trained them like he would train people in the NBA or WNBA. Yeah. Like they had practices that were longer than one, two, three hours. Yeah. And they would do it each and every day throughout the week. Um, but you don't notice and appreciate that, sadly, till later. So yeah. when I found myself, you know, I say grief, but grieving is different to everyone. And I, yeah. I was struggling with what did all of this mean? And I realized I had so many memories of him in my mind that I didn't know were there. So yeah, it wasn't until later that I realized how much he did. Yeah. And that sounds so horrible because the message that everyone says afterwards is you should take this into account and cherish what you have. Yeah. But again, I just saw him being a, a, a great dad. Yes. Like do your thing. Cool. Yeah. You got time. Oh, wrong. <laughs> like absolutely yeah. wrong. Where, where did you hear about it? <sighs> like where we're like at the pro bowl. Oh, that's right. In Orlando. Yeah, that's right. Because you were texting me. You're like, this is really weird being in a stadium of people who are also realizing. So we this. are walking up. Because it was like right before the game. Like I literally think? right before kickoff. Yeah. Uh, maybe 15 to 20 minutes before kickoff. Yeah, it was, it was earlier because I remember hearing reports of like Russell Wilson before the game kind of yeah, calling the that team uh, around. And, and yeah. Um, we were walking up to the stadium. So mind you, let me say this. I went to Miami to work uh, doing an event with Xbox and Richard Sherman and Travis Kelsey. And my overactive ass decided to <laughs> fly to <In> Tampa. Every stadium. <laughs> fly to Tampa to go uh, visit a couple of friends and have breakfast. Yeah. Rented a car, drove to Orlando because the Pro Bowl started at three. And I have a weird fixation with going to NBA stadiums. I, yeah. I Makes found sense. ways to do it. Like, that's what a, a bucket list goal of mine is to visit every NBA stadium. And I was like, the Magic are playing the Clippers, which yeah. is a good game to see if you want to see the Clippers, not in L.A., yep. at 6 p.m. And I was like, I can go see both sporting events and check them off my list. Pro will be damned. I didn't really care about it. But, yeah, so yeah. I bought the tickets. The um, stadiums are probably my half a mile apart. My sister was at the game at the Pro Bowl. What? Yeah. I knew. We didn't, I knew we didn't I was, know until afterwards. <laughs> we, were, we were looking like, wait, wait oh, oh, no. <laughs> so I'm walking up, buying my ticket, and this kid, I say kid, he's probably early 20s, Yeah, shouts back to a couple of his friends, and I just hear, oh, the died helicopter crash. And I was like, what's he talking about? And I was like, I'm going to be nosy and figure out what they're talking about, because he seemed excited. So I just type in helicopter crash. And mind you, the stadium's probably as far as the camera is away. Like, I'm still yeah. buying my ticket, but we're about to get scanned in. Um. And I look, and I'm like, first hit, TMZ. Yeah. Kobe Bryant dies in helicopter crash. This is before all the news was yeah. falsely and properly reported about yeah. who was you know, with him. And I'm like, no fucking way. So I immediately go, and I'm about to hit my text messages. And I watch my phone. I've got my group chats on Do yeah. Not Disturb because these motherfuckers talk a lot. <laughs> but I, I literally watch the little red notification banner yeah. um, or whatever it's called, the badge. Yeah. Go from four 
to like 12, 18, 24. And then all of a sudden I see my brother. um, I see other friends. I'm like, oh, no. And, you know, you open it up. And the first bit was like, no way this is real. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to believe. Yeah. Like, where were you? you from a TMZ or something yeah. like that. Yeah. You texted me, as a matter of fact. Yep. Like, where were you at? How did you find so out? So I was, uh, we had just gotten back from church, and we were, uh, uh, my my wife was, was upstairs doing something, and I was like, hey, I'm going to run out and grab uh, lunch for us. And so I had gone out, took the dog, uh, went and grabbed lunch, and on the way back... I saw, um, I think I might have heard it on sports radio, uh, said something about it. And I was like, what? And then as soon as I got like pulled into the driveway, like I'm looking on my phone and seeing it. And of course they're like, yeah, as it's coming in further and further (sighs) in those initial moments, uh, unfortunately the way that news works and the news cycle works, like, first of all, like hearing later on that, his family members or some of them heard about it from TMZ reports before the police. I mean, like that's, that sucks. And I know everybody's got to do their job and I, you know, but it's, I, <laughs> there's got to be some sort of uh, decorum about that. I, I feel like, but and, you know, what's crazy too. And this is just a random aside. Yeah. Everybody knew his chopper. Like yeah. it was not um, strange to look up. Yep, and see Kobe's helicopter. Yeah, so I kind of get he, why he it took happened. It I'm not everywhere. Yeah, I'm not yeah. advocating for it. Oh no, no, yeah. But it's definitely one of those things where I think people knew. Like there were videos of people recording just because. Hey, there goes Kobe's chopper. Yeah. Oh my! I could not imagine yeah. being Vanessa and finding and, out from the news. And uh, yeah, so looking and and of course reports, and then it was reports of like all his kids were with him, all his family was with him, and then it was like none of them, and then it was what you know, and so it's like. Uh, that's the it's the bad part of how instantaneous news is uh, with the internet now, um, and then obviously once it kind of got to the point where you at least had confirmed it was like him and his his uh, daughter Gigi, like it was. That's one of the things that that got me the most because because I liked a, I, I liked dad. Kobe, I, I liked uh, you know I like like the Lakers, loved what he did there. Loved watching him play because it was just like, holy crap. Like, to, to to be lucky enough to live in an era where you watch someone like that play who is just a step above most everybody else is awesome. But I became a, like, kind of paid attention more when he retired and that focus turned towards his family and the things that he did to kind of, like, showcase women's basketball and to... Talk about like, you know, you say the girl dad thing. That's maybe, maybe the best thing to come from this is that kind of like initial movement of a lot of dads taking pride in being dads of girls, especially in ways that are like maybe historically unconventional. Uh, Kobe had, there was a video clip I saw of him talking about somebody saying like, oh man, you need to have a son. You got to have a son, you know, so that somebody can carry on your legacy and that his daughter Gigi was like, hey, hey, I got this. (laughs) Like, no, 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 this is here. And I I love that because I like, I am the dad of a girl and, uh, you know, and my, my daughter is in her, her late, late, late teens, her last teens right now, but still looking at that and thinking of the things and experiences that we have shared 
especially stuff that was unconventional, you know, like taking her like, like, oh, I didn't have a son, but you better believe I still took my daughter to racing events and sporting events. I mean, my daughter and I were just at the Alabama Michigan game, right. you know, like, so that, that never made a difference in, oh, what did we root for and, di- and, and do and things like that. So I really appreciated the, the role that was played, uh, there. Um, and it's, it overall is, is tragic. It's interesting. You know, you mentioned in an earlier episode that it's dangerous in, in in different words, but like that it's dangerous to look up to athletes. Not necessarily dangerous. My bit was just that they are us. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Like they are us with more money. Yeah. That's literally it. Oh, and the ability to run faster and or jump higher. And, and Kobe is, I mean, it's, it should be said, and not lightly, that like Kobe was not perfect a- at all, and and had you know, and had issues, some of them more public than others, that he also had to uh, own up to and, and and show accountability for, and that you know he and his family had to deal with in whatever ways they they mm-hmm. deal with, uh, you know, and I think that's you know it's important to kind of you know remember like well what is you know how does that mean for like you know me you know what kind of examples do you do you take you can't put people necessarily on the wrong types of pedestals yeah. you know like you can put them on a pedestal and admire them for like work their work ethic and what they did and, and again maybe maybe admire them for how they they make a change and and turn from a bad situation and and, and go to a good one uh or like i said uh, i admired specifically for you know the the way he kind of treated parenthood especially post career wise and that he had moved i saw a lot of people you know in sports coverage talk about his he was his moving into his next career yeah you know like with the mamba academy and 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 passing that legacy on and i think it's important for people who aren't perfect to be able to pass on to that next generation it's like hey these are the things i've learned and this is the way to kind of get through those things because you're all going to have your own struggles and demons and, and, and things like that. And ignoring, ignoring like any major circumstances that mm-hmm. may have, may or may not have transpired. You know what I always thought? And I always think this about all athletes is they're in a unique circumstance because I think they're bad parents for a very long time <laughs> yeah. because of circumstance. Yeah. You I can't don't mean be there the same way. Literally yeah. that you yeah. miss your kids. Like I almost missed Liam's first steps because I was at work at PAX and literally I decided to fly home early. And when I got home, I was holding a controller and he got up and walked towards it. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I could have been at a, at a video game conference instead that you wouldn't have remembered later. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, this is that, that blew my mind. So I think of, you know, we're talking about him being an athlete and tenacious and all that. And, I know he had to be a bad dad, not a bad dad, not a bad person by any means, yeah. but I realized that the labels with which I use to judge people have no bearing at all because who, yeah. who am I to tell somebody else that they are flawed mm-hmm. because I'm flawed. Like there's stuff that I've messed up on, but you're right. It's, I've loved the last few years because I think it, one, it was a total paradigm shift. I mean, yeah. the guy that knows nothing but competition Yep. I was like, what is he going to do? He's going to be bored. No. Yep. He found his outlet to better. He channeled it. Yeah. Into other people. Oh, that's, 
you know, we talk about, and I know we've got it written down here, talk about transcending sports and that evolution and yeah. that. The way I really realized how I felt when my dad died or was dying, I remember walking through the mall. I was just doing something. Like, it was a three-and-a-half-week process. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know day by day. You didn't know if he was going or not. Like, he looked good, and then it got really bad. But then he'd come back, too, and be like, oh, he should be all right. Oh, wait, no, bad. And I remember walking through the mall, and I go, I'm looking at all these people, and nobody has any idea what's going on in my head. Yeah. Right? You don't know. You don't know. Somebody's going through whatever. So when I got the news, and I literally, I think I let out an audible, like, what the fuck? Somebody walks by and be like, that Kobe stuff, huh? And I look left and right, and I'm looking each way, and I'm like, I see people holding their phones and looking at each other, shaking their head, and they, you know, the hands clasped the forehead, and I'm like, I know what they're looking at. shared grief, yeah. (laughs) And then we sit in the middle of the Pro Bowl, which I got to say is not an expensive ticket, but how many people are going to Orlando to watch that game? Yeah. Not many. So you can say, if we talk about class, as a very middle class event. I mean, football yeah. is kind of a sport of the middle class, believe it or not. Um, and I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like, all of these people are looking and thinking the same thing. And I was like, this dude was larger than life. Larger than my arguments with my basketball buddies about yeah. who was better, him, Michael Jordan, or LeBron. Yeah. And I was like, this dude touched everyone, but I don't know why. Yeah. Well, it was interesting, too, and I saw it brought up on one of the shows, you know, myriad of shows that was talking about it, uh, and that there are other instances of kind of transcendent uh, deaths. Michael Jackson was brought up uh, and uh, I think Prince maybe was brought up. There were, there were a couple of different, you know, different ones. And they, they said that the big difference there is that largely those other deaths were in some ways like self-attributed and self-inflicted like either directly because of or largely connected to struggles that they had, mm-hmm. whether it be substance abuse or just, you know, it, it, you know, any kind of thing. Whereas this one was out of the blue. Yeah. This one was just pure tragedy, uh, and it was... I think it was because of the way yeah. it happened. Like, the others were very much shocking. They were out of the blue yeah. in that, you know, we learned about Michael Jackson taking this stuff to sleep. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. And Prince using for whatever reason he yeah. was. But this was like a way in which I don't think anybody no. would want to go. No, And we got to witness the end of his career, along with, you know, you talked about it earlier, the budding rise of a new career that just started. Not only the budding rise of like kind of a new career for him, but one of the things that got me and it got me more actually than the stuff with Kobe himself. And again, being a dad is the daughter to watch. uh, So the daughter Gigi was a huge uh, Yukon Huskies women's basketball program fan. And she had like, that was her, I'm going to go and play for them and I'm going to win championships with them and then go into the WNBA. Like watching, it's hard to not get emotional actually right now, thinking about like watching the Huskies pay tribute. They were paying tribute to Kobe, but I think they were actually paying more oh, tribute to Gigi. To, to Gigi. Everybody and like, what, there should have yeah, the tribute paid what, to them. Like, like, what, I know we're what, talking she, Kobe. Oh, but. yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, and, but that is what got me is to watch like stars in the in the WNBA and these, you know, uh, incredible athletes on the women's basketball team for UConn look at like something cut short. Like, man, what kind of what kind of le- legend could she have become maybe in some ways bigger than her dad? Because 
you're foraging a new path. It's a different pioneering to do mm-hmm. it, uh, you know, as a, as a, as a woman in that, in that format. And, and of course you bring up like how many of those other families, you know, they, they may not have been legends for the world. They just weren't known for their, you know, mm-hmm. stuff, but all of them have huge circles of people and families and who are families where a son yes. lost his mom, dad, and sister. Yes. Yeah. Or like that. What really killed me though is, I guess, yeah, the suddenness of it all is looking at footage and photos of Kobe the other day. Yeah. When my dad went and he was the first death in the family. Yeah. I could watch the deterioration. Yes. Yeah. Kobe went looking like he did when he just left the house yesterday. Yes. Like it wasn't like I watched him get old. It wasn't a deathbed thing. That concept has screwed with me. And I think that's what's made it tough for me to get my head around is, God, last night was the first Laker game back. Yeah. And they played Portland. And watching that tribute and hearing Usher sing Amazing Grace, hearing Amazing Grace and knowing what it means as far as death and when it comes out. And I was like, oh, I'm toast. Yep. I am absolute toast. And then when they played Hallelujah on the, uh, was that a cello? Yeah. And they, you know, showed his, like him talking about everything. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm wrecked. (laughs) I, I could, Emily was sitting right here like we, there was not a dry eye in yeah. the house and then to see LeBron is 6'8", 260 pounds yep. of muscle to see him broken to see yep. Quinn Cook losing his mind oh my god Shaq was the one that one of the ones that got me to just a bit earlier in the week watching Shaq talk about you know like and watching him talk about the you know what it, the impact it had on him as far as lost time with people or the time we waste on, oh yeah, I'll always have another chance. I'll always have a, you know, like, eh. and again, I mean, like some of my absolute best friends, people like you, people like a friend of mine, Gil, uh, who I grew up with, like are people that I can go three months, six months if we needed to not talk, call and instantly pick back up. Like that's the, those are the, the people that are closest to, and man, I can't imagine getting a, a word that something similar had happened to one of you guys and be like, oh, how dumb am I to not have called six times in the past three weeks or something like that. So I mean, Claude a lives a mile from here and yeah. I only see him at PAX. Yeah. And I kick myself because he comes to trivia yeah. right here every week. Oh, that's right. He and yeah. Becky. Yeah. And I think the same thing, like, go see him, go see him, go see him. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, no, I will, I will, I will, though. Yep. And then next thing I'm like, damn, I ain't seen you in like six months, Claude. Yeah. Uh, and it's not, again, it's not for, uh, it's not with any malicious intent, but it is something that puts it in perspective. And I, I hope that it, you know, that regardless of your feelings on the people involved or the situation, that it does serve for people who may be watching or listening to this, um, no matter how you were affected by the event, I hope that it at least encourages or inspires people to maybe call somebody that they that they hadn't or uh, forget or put aside maybe something that was just a small thing Fleeting, that was in the like, way, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the tough thing is just the, the perspective to, I think, appreciate what you have when you have it. Because that was the most yeah. shocking thing is that you could be on top of the world and life treats you like, oh, yeah, just like they do. A middle class person yeah, I mean, or a lower class co- person. Kobe, like, had, Kobe had everything. Everything. Yeah, but everybody on that, everybody on that helicopter, is had, had the same fate. It didn't matter. Yeah, how famous they were, 
or maybe they were only famous to the people and the friends and family that they, they knew, you know, it's all, all the same, same scenario. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's my take. I mean, again, it's a, it's a somber thing, but I, but like, that's part of life. You know, we talk about, we, we do this kind of podcast because it's fun. We like it, it, you know, it's enjoyable for us and we just talk about life. And I think it's important that as much fun that we have, that it is something that we recognize that aspect of life because, if you don't recognize it and you don't put it against the lens of, uh, you know, priority and perspective, it's hard to appreciate all of the fun things and the, the, the happier moments as well. It's wild, man. It's been an interesting week. And I don't say interesting in a good way and or a bad yeah. way. It just, ah, oh God, what do you do? And I felt for all the players who had to then go play. Yeah. People were arguing they need to cancel the games. I'm like, like they can't. A multi-billion dollar yeah. <laughs> industry it's, that has TV contracts, yeah. that has people coming. I, I was like, I flew in for games. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, I'm not saying that I shouldn't go, but I'm like, how do you go forward? And the truth is, you just do. Just do. But no, I think you hit it on the head, man. Take care of. <laughs> figure out what's important. Yeah. And yeah, we'll touch on it. We'll talk on it. I do love that we do this because then. You and I were horrible about uh, seeing each other. Yeah. You, you've lived here now for how long? Six years almost. And we saw each other maybe <laughs> Just more at months. work yeah. Yeah, than we true. did. Either way. All right. You want to send us home? Yep. Yeah, I think so. Uh Kind of a different episode, but you know what? Uh, one that we feel is just as important uh, as all the laughs and the, and the giggles and the stories. Um, hug your loved ones uh, and remember how much they mean to you. Don't let the little things get in the way. And uh, we'll see you next time. Jeff, Ricari, Schedule Pros. Take it easy, guys.